to do this anyway. Awesome. Fear does not get a vote. Awesome. I think I'm going to use that. I do. I, I took it from like that. So please take it. Um, you know, so I've, a lot, I've done a lot of reading, a lot of work, a lot of my own self, self practice around fear that comes up. I think, you know, I was the person when I first started this coaching business. Um, and when I when I I had some money coming in for the first couple of years because I started with my children little and building the business before I knew I'd have to be on my own and when I had to go 100% on my own supporting myself and my children and home and all that it was like wow like it was so scary um, I just kept I kept thinking I'm going to be the best dressed bag lady on the streets of downtown Louisville. <laughs> I kept going, I may, I may be homeless, I may be poor, but I'm going to look good. Um, and so I just, I imagine that. So I started, you know, really taking a look at how I needed to heal that own, my own fears around deserving and enough and being able to, I think women get that a lot, especially when it comes to money and, um, and, and especially with, those of us who are creative and coaches and uh, mm -hmm. running the business, it can be scary. I mean, it's, 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 Especially if it's, if it's the first time you've ever done it. Have you, ever, was this your first business? Did you own a company before this business? This is my, so then. my, my example came from my parents. My mother divorced when I was 13. She had no college education. Um, she went back to school, got her degree in interior design, and started a business at the same time. So, in my, you know, early teens and those formative high school years, I watched her do it. So, when I started my business, I'm like, I'm going to start a business. What could, what's the big deal? Of course, I could do a business. My mom did it. And had no idea what it really takes to continue to, when it gets scary, with my fear showing up, to get up and do the work anyway, to trust that. And my, my work um, and my business has been built on my spirituality as well. And mm -hmm. really trusting, and, you know, I always say God's on my board of directors. And if, huh? if the directors, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, and I will have these conversations. If you want me to do something else, show me that and I'll go do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want me to be here, I'll do this. So um, that also that also helps with the fear factor when you, you're not in it alone, truly in it alone. <laughs> oh my god you are such a delight to speak to and i'm learning so much just speaking with you and connecting with you because i think women empowering women and women encouraging women and women networking with women well at this point i think is something that there's a lot of new coaches in the business that most of them are women. I noticed that there are a lot of men coming into the business as well. How do, when you did the transition, and now that you have men and women as coachees and as your staff, now, how do you coach them? Because you coach them a little similarly or differently? Because now, how... Do you deal with that? The differences in men and women? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, with, with the coaching process. With, when you're coaching men and when you're coaching women, do you, you have to, you can't approach them the same. 
you have to they have the same issues i actually coach them the same really do i um i i see the person either either in person i do some in-person coaching in kentucky if, if you're in louisville kentucky you have that option to see me in person um and then i do zoom and then i also a lot of it majority is by phone um it's really i coach them they go through the same process of we do a life balance wheel we do values we talk about strengths we clarify what it is they want to get out of coaching and so i show up the same way for both of them because they're just a person with the same fears challenges insecurities Mm -hmm. as the next person Mm -hmm. Uh, so my it's not different um i you know i have really i think the one thing that for me as a coach i'm really good at building the relationship with my client Mm -hmm. i get to know them really well and I build trust with them very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a co-created relationship that mm-hmm. trust me. I mean, I have a man who's the president of a company and when he starts to think about new initiatives, he runs them by me and mm-hmm. we talk about that. Um, and I give him that reinforcement. The other thing about me, and maybe it's because it, it, it my heart, I'm a creative soul, a creative being. That's why I like to write. Um, I love coming up with creative solutions for people's businesses or the women I'm coaching. I have two women who are political candidates. And, you know, this one of the women who won her primary, she had to figure out how to run a political campaign in COVID when she couldn't go door to door and introduce herself to her constituents. So we had to come up with creative ways in which she could out there and had it. it was so much fun i was like what about this what about this idea and so i'm i'm a creator in my soul and and i've coached a lot of people to become coaches so i'm helping them find their authentic voice and what they're going to be and who they're going to be as coaches as well mm-hmm. uh, so that's, I'm just, I'm just doing that for everybody. I figure I'm, I'm healing one person at a time in the world to help them step up to be their, you know, their authentic best all the time. Awesome. So let me see now. Now, wow, you're really a busy lady, but with 17 years uh, of experience, you have come across, I just, I would actually say, you have experienced so much more. You have just a wealth of experience, a wealth of, uh, okay, if you're helping others becoming cogent. How did you get into the political arena? How did you start that? How did, did they seek you out or did you end up seeking them out? Honestly, um, the reason the two women I coach who were political candidates are in South Dakota. Um, it, it's so funny to me how the connections you make and how that works. Um, I made, I was friends with a woman who had moved here from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, many years ago, maybe like 12, 13 years ago. And so we used to, we started going to, to lunch like once a month and became friends. 
and her best friend from South Dakota came to visit her. I happened to run into them at the restaurant that this woman and I always go, and that woman hired me as her coach up in Sioux Falls. Then she told somebody, and then they told somebody, and then they told somebody, and one of the women up there that I coached, um, and I can say her name because she's, she's said it publicly, her name is Deb Soholt, and she decided through our coaching to run for political office, and she just retired as a state senator but she through her coaching part of that coaching process was she was trying to find an avenue to be to be more impactful to have a bigger impact on people and found that the political arena gave her the opportunity she was a nurse by background it gave her an opportunity to go work on health care issues for the state of south dakota mm -hmm. so she hired me not during the political campaign i didn't do any of coaching during that but i got her to that place to that was her decision. She has since started a company called Influential She with a partner, Mel Shop. The two of them created Influential She to promote how women can step in, how women can be more influential. Okay. And they have 10 different tenets, they call them, um, 10 different aspects of that. And one of the aspects is leveraging self. So they tapped me as the expert on leveraging self and they did 10 podcasts um with each woman and i was i was tapped as their expert and talked about values and how you and who you are and that sort of thing so i know this is a long answer um through the podcast influential she which was released last august um, these two women that hired me uh, heard my podcast and said, oh, I think I need to hire her. And it just so happened they were political candidates. That was sort of a coincidence. Um, but I, I love doing the work um, and love that strat. I'm a strategic influencer at, at heart. And so that's been a lot of fun. And, and I also worked on when I was in my 20s, I worked for a senator in Washington, D.C. for a summer. I was an intern. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a political science minor, so I have an interest, like a personal interest in politics, and it just so happened that I have some clients that are running for political office, but that's only two clients out of my entire client base, so it's not a huge percentage of my work, but it's some of my most fulfilling, and I have to say, really fun work that I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I think... What I didn't get so far is the dot com. We need the dot coms. We need to know how to get into contact with you, how to connect with you, how how the listeners can connect with you as well regarding uh, where to get the link, how to download the book, where the book's located. So what is your website? So my website, we, you, you sort of touched on it with the pronunciation of Excaviv. It's Excaviv. E X C A V I V E dot com. Uh, so it's excaviv.com. And if you go onto my website, you can sign up to be on my mailing list and get a free ebook called um, Be Who You Are Six Ways to Excavate Yourself. So you get it's a taste of my work where there's exercises in here and it's a free book. Uh, to really start that process of thinking about how to be more authentic and be who you are. So um, that's how you get in get on my get on my email list. 
Um, you can also, if you want to just reach out to me directly, it's jennifer at excaviv.com. I love emails from people, so feel free to do that. But by getting on my newsletter list, um, I'm sending out information about books and speaking engagements, and anytime there's something like that, it goes out into my newsletter. Um, I also, my book can also be found on um, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, um, iUniverse.com, or if you want to buy it directly from me, I will sign it. You'll get an autograph signed copy and bookmark um, and a couple of other little treats when you buy it directly from me. So okay. those are all the ways in which you can, you can, and there's also information on my website about my coaching services and packages and pricing and all kinds of things on that site as well. And uh, and they can get the book as well on escaviv.com. Escaviv.com has all the information that has basically everything. It does. Now, this new book is not on my website yet because I'm waiting on my inventory and I'm in the process, but within the next few weeks, it'll be up on the website. So. I'm in the process of, if you just can't wait and you're so excited, you want to run out and get my book today, I'd go to Amazon and get it. Um, okay. If you'd like to get it from me, send me an email at jennifer at escaviv.com and I'll put you on the list for when that's live to purchase on my site. And that's going to be okay. happening as well. Wow. Okay, Jen. Oh my God. It's been such yeah. a, this has, has written this. Oh wow, we went a little bit longer than expected, but this is really nice. Oh, this is such a pleasure speaking with you. And I sit down and I'm saying to myself, like, okay, now, uh, Tam, I'm gonna have. I have to send Tam. I'll send Tam a copy of the recording, and I'll also send you a copy of the recording. Oh, that way, you can add it to your portfolio and. Uh, and when will this go? Will this go online on your your site? It, it will be live in like a half an hour. Oh, no. I'm not. You are on it. I need to get that from you. You need to coach me on all this. And like, that is the biggest challenge. By the time I look at it, and if I need to edit anything, other than that, I'm just gonna I'm putting it straight up, streaming it live. And I, it'll be on the podcast, I guess, sometime around by six o'clock this evening. Oh, nice. Okay. So I send you a link of the podcast as well. Girl, I don't play around. I, I love that. Listen, if, you, if I have stuff to do, I have to do what I got to do. I sit down, I launched three books in... It took me a while. The first book, because it was my journey to healing, it was very cathartic. That took the longest time for me to write. But then I launched all three books within, what, like, say, seven days of each other? Wow. Now, yes, my uh, journey to healing, uh, business, business success for coaches and counselors, and marketing basis led by the spirit. So now I, I just have to, excuse me? I said, I love that. Marking the love by the spirit. I love that title. It's awesome. And, and, I ha and I sit down and I have to say, well, now, because I'm just like really into building the business, mm -hmm. into the podcast, interviewing as many people as I can, because I think every person's story and journey is worth it. And because we're all human beings, we're all on the same 
journey, but we're take, like doing different roads. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're all getting to the same place. So. And I sit down and I say to myself, like, okay, now, okay, we are all seeking to become the best versions of ourselves. And I'm just, I've only been coaching unofficially for 10 years, officially for the past two and a half, say three years. Like, I've been all in with the business all in with the book, all in with the webinars, all in with the workshops. And I'm saying to myself now, it's giving me such a wonderful chance to connect with like-minded people and to be around people that think like me, that is in the same uh, sphere of thinking. That way it can help empower me and I can level up as well because Absolutely. My journey alone, just to get to this point, it has been, it's been interesting. I have to overcome illiteracy. <laughs> Absolutely. At the age of 38, I could barely read. I could barely do any arithmetic or anything like that. And I said, no, for real. And then I had to become a lab technician and I had to learn pharmacology and oncology and then I had to do DD classes at night. And then I had to learn anatomy and physiology and I had to, I was doing everything all at the same time. And then right after graduation, I had my first myomectomy and then a couple of years later, I had another myomectomy. Then I had to learn social graces and social skills. And then I made some of the most amazing women and men as my patients. And I just got a chance to really connect and resonate with so many people and make some of the, like when I say some of the sweetest friends and I say to myself, oh my God, when this thing kicked off, I was like, oh my God, me and my friend Felicia, she was like, oh my God, Jennifer, are we still going to be friends? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And she goes, oh my God. She's like, sunshine, let me tell you. We're still cool. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because it is an under... How is it in your state at the moment? How is it in Kentucky? We, our governor shut us down pretty early. Really? He did. And so oh, our, our levels have been low. Hmm. Uh, they're starting to rise a little bit as we... We're still in the reopening phase, starting to rise. Are you, are you doing phase... Two? Are you guys at phase two now? We're at two. We may even be at three. I honestly, okay. I, I don't. Um, I know I could go get my hair done. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I mean, everything. It's interesting the the impact of the of the pandemic and the end to have such compassion for people out there. Just there's so much struggle and. To, you know, from a health perspective, from an economic perspective, and also from an inner working perspective, it gave me the opportunity to stay in, to stay in work, to really focus on my creativity, and to really take a look at what do I want to keep in my life? What do I want to let go of? Um, there, I loved walking in my neighborhood and seeing families come together and these whole families walking together and spending time together. I think there's some lovely things that I hope, in fact, I wrote a newsletter, um, I'll forward to you, that 
I really said, here are the things I hope we keep from this. I hope that we learn from this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big old awakening, and I hope it awakens to people to the good things that are there. You know, it awakens them to the good. There is good there. It awakens them to new ways of being for themselves and mm -hmm. being for each other. And yeah. there's, there's opportunity for that, which mm -hmm. I think is quite mm -hmm. there on us. Um, but I, I just want to say back to you and your personal story. It's so, it, it's so inspiring. Um, I mean, I know I've done this for a long time, but I love people's stories. And if there's anything I can do to support you, um, oh I love making these connections. Um, part of what I learned early on as a coach, because there were not many people that were coaches, anytime I found somebody, I would reach out and they would sit with me. We'd have coffee, we'd sit, they would talk, they would give me their wisdom and they weren't coaching me. It was just, they gave me their wisdom. And so it's something I said that as I go through this work, as long as I do it, if anybody comes to me is interested in coaching or what, what it's like, and they want to hear my perspective, I'm always happy to give time and share, you know, those things or let's solve some problems together. Um, so it's, it's wonderful to have, you know, other coaches with other experiences. And again, all I can say is, I think you have some amazing experiences to be really out there making a big difference in this world. When I first started on my own journey and, you, and, and, and they was like, Jennifer, why don't you just do coaching? Because I had worked with a group of ladies uh, from the Ridgewood area. They just happened to be like my patients and then we became friends and then they was dealing with, there was like an, uh, an, an actual, uh, epidemic at Don Bosco and then they would just start talking to me and then I'm saying to myself and God says Jennifer I'm sending them to you and I'm like they're your angels they're your angels <laughs> yeah. and then they and I felt and I I could actually identify and empathize with them because then once their children became addicted and then one of their one of their uh one of them had lost a child to, to addiction overdose and mm -hmm. sit down and we were really cool friends we and then there were my co-workers and everything so I helped them to form a support group for women within their area that are that was experiencing the same thing based on my own experience and my own uh and my own uh experience and knowledge and I sit down and then some were divorced and some, it, it's like, like women, we all have like the same kind of challenges. And I had to sit down and then when her son had died from an overdose, my heart just broke because as a, as a woman and as a mom, that is like the last thing that we that's like the last thing that you would want for your child. You understand what I'm saying for your baby? And so now we, I have to help them form a support group. And then while I'm doing all of this, somebody goes, Jennifer, why don't you just get licensed? I'm like, for what? She goes, become a life coach because you're really good at it. And I, and I say to myself, I says, they actually have like a job for that. And here you are. I'm like, that's actually a thing. <laughs> and I 
sit down and I say to myself, and this was how I ended up from from phlebotomy, because I guess in the phlebotomy and as a lab, lab technician, you come in a, you come into contact with like so many people and people from all walks of life and everything. And I sat down and, and I say to myself, Oh my God, I can actually get another job that pays. Look, that has like a better salary. And while I'm, while I'm living my passion and doing what I really, really like to do, and that is to really work and help with, the entire person, you know what I'm saying, with the entire being, and I say to myself, oh my gosh, like, and then I, like, okay, so I'm working full-time during the day, then I'm taking the classes, and then I'm working part-time, and I'm working on the book, and I'm saying to myself, oh my gosh, but finally, 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 in 2018, I, I completed the, the first book, got my degree, and uh, got my coaching certification. Then I had to learn to build a business. And because I didn't know anything regarding podcasts or even what to do with the coaching business, I started posting on Facebook everything that I needed. And then the people would just show up. And then I would just develop these really great connections like we're connecting now. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, this is really wonderful because now I can really connect with people from the, like, like a soul connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I really believe, I think I said it earlier, I mean, with the sum accumulation of our experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And so whatever you've got in your repertoire of yeah. experiences, you're going to be able to connect with somebody on that level and you'll have compassion for them because mm -hmm. it's what you've gone through and experienced. And I think it's one of the things that for coaches who understand that mm -hmm. us the right people to have as, as part of your team or part of your support system or part, mm -hmm. part of your life, because wow, we, we deeply care. I mean, at least I do. Clients and, and if they're going through something I went through 10 years ago and had to go through this experience and heal it, I just, I'm like all in for them and, totally. them and give them what I've got to say, it's okay. You're okay. I'm an example who went through that too. And here I am, you'll be okay too. And here's some tools and some help along the way. So I think the more experiences you've had in life, like I said, the deeper your work can be for healing others. And so what, what a phenomenal gift you are to the world. And they would say to me, Jennifer, what's the matter? I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I got divorced. And she's like, girl, don't worry about that. Me, when I got divorced, me and my girlfriends had a party. I was like, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> what we do we we in fact my very first coaching tool that i created was a permission slip and i'm like every time really? i'm sending you a permission slip so, uh -huh. so that you can give yourself permission to do this of course you can do this listen i had no idea because because my marriage had when i was married and my marriage it, it wasn't the best of marriages but i have to take a chance on myself at that moment and at that point in time and then 
just like, why are you so sad? And I had felt like I had failed because, you know, not the A, but the D. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, there's like, there's, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I, and I was having my own insecurities. And these women were like my best supporters. They given, they given me so much strength. And as I watched them reinvent themselves after divorce, some went back, some went back to school. Some started their own realty company. Some went into all different kinds of fields. Some went into coaching. Some went into counseling. And I sat down and I'm saying to myself, and they was like, come on, Jennifer, you can do this. <laughs> and I said, we're with you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. So now it gives me a chance because I really see that people are just Do you have a 